You're listening to the Unfree Parents Podcast, episode 013. You're seen to chat about parenting, life, and of course, Unfree's McGee. I'm your host, Sarah Jehemia, successful event planner, mom of three, wife, and total Unfree. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 13 of the Unfree Parents Podcast. I am so grateful that you are here spending your time listening to me talk about all things Umphreys. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. Very happy to have you listening to the show. In this episode, we will cover any new Umphreys McGee news, as well as discuss the shows that the band played at Lockin Music Festival August 23rd and the 24th, as well as the Louisville, Kentucky show on August 25th. We will also have an on-this-day discussion about the September 4th, 2009 show in Colorado, as well as playing the first set from that show. Okay, so let's talk about Lockin Festival. Umphreys has played this festival every year since 2014, this year being the first year that they have played two days in a row. Other bands at the festival this year were Dead & Company, Pigeons Playing Ping Pong, Big Something... Keller Williams and all sorts of different capacities, Tedeschi and Trucks. Um, Seriously, there was just like a shit ton of music that weekend. Um, My husband and I actually had talked about hitting up that festival this summer, but did not. Um, But definitely thinking about it next year because it seems like such an awesome time. There was a free stream, um, if you didn't know, of the entire weekend Thanks to Relics and Ben and & Jerry's and Airstream, who made the stream free, which is very awesome. Um, and it was so cool. They have this rotating stage, um, and the front of it is, you know, one band playing. And then when the band is finished, the stage will rotate, and the other band that's going to play is on the other side. And I think that's just absolutely genius. Um, If you haven't seen it, I'll try to find some videos that I can link in the show notes for you. Um, It's like I said, it's just absolutely genius. And I'm sure it's much more convenient for the festival goers. Um, You don't have to walk super, super far to try to make it to the next band that you want to see. So it's very cool. And I'm hoping that next year we are able to check it out. So August 23rd, the band played their first set from 7.30 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. Um, Lettuce played a set of music before them. Um, This show opened with No Crying in Mexico and then slides right into this Higgins, which is a really rock and jam. Totally love the end of this song anyways. Um, And then Jake is just ripping the fuck out of the end of this song. I just love it. Seasons next, a song that they did play recently on August 19th in Knoxville, but this being a festival set, um, I would assume that anything really gets played because there are so many people, um, you know, in in the festival setting that may not have heard of Umphreys before. Um, and Seasons is a really great tune that is getting better with each time that they play it. Uh, Hurt Birdbath, dedicated to Peter Shapiro, which if you don't know, he currently owns the Brooklyn Bowl, the Brooklyn Bowl in Las Vegas, and the Capitol Theater. He also helped create Lockin Festival, and he is also the current publisher of Relics Magazine. So he is like the jam band guy. Um, There's so much more to his story, um, 
starting with wetlands. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, definitely look up what wetlands was in the in the 90s. Um, it's a very cool thing. So definitely uh, Wikipedia him. He's a very interesting guy. Um, this hurt bird bath features seriously a really sick jam that gets really kind of dark and dank at one point. Just just an overall a delicious jam. The bottom half with an uplifting sort of jam halfway through. Just love it so much. Another one of those that just washes all over you and makes you feel like everything in the world at that moment is just perfect. Then they build the song all the way up to come to the conclusion and then coming in with that end jam. I mean, everybody just... Everybody listening knows exactly what I mean. Uh, similar Skin, another one that has um, been played a lot recently. But like I said, I don't think any of that really matters at a festival set. Um, it Doesn't Matter, another really good jam vehicle. This tune gets a really sick reggae breakdown um, like a little over four minutes in. And then coming into the powerful, intense finish of Mulches to close out the first set. I love when Ryan and Jake and Bayless just come together to be in this little cluster and just rage the end of that song. I just, I love it. Just the visual um, in my head about it. Set two um, was 9.45 to 11 after Lettuce had finished their second set and of course I have to mention that their set went a little long and because of the rotating stage thing um, it started to turn for Umphrey's set and Lettuce was apparently not done jamming and at one point the stage was completely split in half so on the left side was Lettuce and the other side was Umphrey's and it was very fucking cool to watch on the live stream so I'm sure anybody that was there was just like holy shit so at one point there were like 13 people on the stage between the two bands covering Herbie Hancock's Hang Up Your Hang Ups very very cool and this is one of the things that I really love about this type of music is you know, this kind of like one in a lifetime kind of shit happens at these shows and festivals and whether or not it was planned beforehand or whatever, it's still really, really cool to to see those things and, you know, be a part of it. Very awesome. Um, and there is an article that Jambase did about the show and there's a, um, also a video of actually the entire Umphreys um, show and the Lettuce set. So I will put a link to the article in the show notes that you can uh, so that you can check it out because if you did not see it on the live stream that they had, it was very, very, very fucking cool. Um, everybody was seriously having an awesome time with that, and you can you can tell. And that was another thing that my husband and I noticed about Lock and Two is that everybody that was playing music was just having an awesome fucking time. And of course, when everybody on stage is having an awesome time, you know, that translates into the crowd too. So definitely want to check out Lockin um, next year for sure. Um, going right into Ractopus with the nether tease at the end again, still not coming out as a full song. Everyone is still patiently waiting. So we will see when that one finally uh, busts out. 
Wappy Sprayberry next. The jam is just stellar in this one. And although I do love this version, um, later on in the show and our On This Day, I'm going to chat about actually what I think is the best version of Wappy. Just an absolutely crazy version. So make sure you stick around at the end of the show for that. Maybe someday, another one that has been seeing some frequent frequent rotation in support of the new album, but no complaints here because it's one of my favorite songs in the album, and the only way that these tunes are honestly going to be the amazingness that they can be live is if they keep playing them and, you know, see what the songs are capable of live and how far they can stretch it and how they can grow it. So it's very cool to be a part of that, to watch these songs, you know, grow and, and morph into the the jam monsters that they're capable of becoming. Um, I did want to mention as well that on August 24th, Joel did play a solo set, um, as they call it, lock-in piano on the porch. Um, I don't know a set list. The only thing I do know is that he played Orfeo. There is a video floating around on Twitter, a little section of that. Um, and I will put a link to that in the show notes so you can check that out too. Okay, so August 24th, the set with Jason Bonham. And if you don't know who that is, he is the son of Led Zeppelin drummer John Bonham. He participated with the Zeppelin reunion in 2007. He has also played drums with the Ladies from Heart and has also played drums with Foreigner from 2007 or 2004 to 2007 and then part of 2007 to 2008. This show was only one set and was not a full set with Bonham as I had and a lot of people initially thought. This, The beginning of this set opens with Half Delayed, then Plunger into Wallet's Worth, back into Plunger. Just spectacular, honestly. When they go back into Plunger, I just love the jam at about the halfway point and the whole musical adventure that this tune goes on, you can seriously just lose yourself in it. It's so fucking good. And after they jam out that ending of plunger, they slow it down and then go right into the silent type. And I know I've mentioned this before, but the way they've been really jamming out the end of that song, it's just really great. And like I said before, it's so awesome to watch the jams in these new songs morph and grow and change as they play them more and more often. Then this really fucking killer to junk. The jam is just absolutely stellar. Every single member of the band is just absolutely killing it. I've added this one to my Hall of Fame list and this tune, coming in at a little over 11 minutes, is actually the longest song during this entire set, which is very interesting. Usually we get like 15, 20-minute you know, version of something, um, but with the awesomeness that was about to happen with Jason Bonham, of course, they wanted to leave time for that, um, but it's still an absolutely killer version of Junk for sure. Um, next, Bayless introduces Jason Bonham as his new favorite person in the world. And, you know, you can absolutely 
see why. <laughs> they open this second set-ish, as Umphreys classifies it on their Twitter, with Conduit. Um, also, with this amazing jam, with Jake just ripping it during the jam, and then back into the end of that song. Just an awesome song, anyways. And, you know, I love... I just love that song. <laughs> um, then... The amazingness really begins, and I will apologize in advance because I've been really looking forward to this set. I love Led Zeppelin. I love when Umphreys covers them, and this was one of the main reasons that my husband and I talked about possibly making the trek to lock in, which, like I said, we did not go to this year, but we are seriously thinking about it for next year. Anyway, the Zeppelin tune started with Good Times, Bad Times. The first time they have played that Zeppelin song, Bayless taking the lead vocals on this one and Chris taking the vocals at the end. So good. And if you watch the webcast, you could see that everybody was just totally enjoying themselves during all of this. Next up, Dancing Days with Jake on the lead vocals. This one has been covered four times total by the full band and once by Brendan and Jake. Then comes When the Levee Breaks with Taylor Hicks, starting out with Witchy Woman Tease by the Eagles, and then going into this amazing cover. Just absolutely amazing. I've listened to this so many times, and I will be honest, it just gives me goosebumps every single time. That I listen to it. The guitar just sounds so dirty and sexy at the same time. Just absolutely love that sound. And Taylor Hicks singing, his voice is so great for this song. And I'm so glad that they had someone sit in and sing this because honestly, I don't think that there's anyone in the band that would have been able to sing this song that way and give it justice. And with his harmonica playing, too, like, seriously, it's just so fucking good. Like, it just is so, so good. Um, They've covered that song only one other time in 2012 in Indianapolis, Indiana, with G-Love on vocals and harmonica 608 shows ago. Serious fucking bust out. Um, Next, the song remains the same. One of my favorite Zeppelin tunes that Umphreys covers, and it's their second most covered Zeppelin tune, coming in at a total of 81 times covered. That's crazy. Their most covered Zeppelin tune, Fool in the Rain, coming in at 84 times covered, which they did not play um, this time. Kind of hoping they were, but Bayless takes the lead on the vocals on the song remains the same this amazing set closes out with a really stellar whole lot of love with special guests Derek trucks and chris on vocals chris absolutely destroyed singing this song even up there dancing and moving and channeling his inner jimmy page he was so perfect for this tune for sure and seriously jake and Derek on this one side of the stage just it was just absolutely amazing. And that slide in the song, just just Derek was killing it. It's just absolutely, absolutely amazing. 
And I also do want to mention Bayless's solo in this as well. I will admit that I thought it was Jake at that point, and when they showed it on the webcast, I was like, fuck yeah, Bayless. <laughs> this song um, has been covered by Umphreys two other times in 2014 and 2003. Another bust out for sure. Last played 444 shows ago. Everyone seriously had a great time with this. You can tell. And in my opinion, I think that they did an absolutely amazing job. Um, I will put a link to this set list where you can listen to it. Any videos, all of that in the show notes so that you can check it out. And I promise you will not be disappointed by this Zeppelin set at all. Okay. So on August 25th, the band played in Louisville, Kentucky at the Iroquois Amphitheater. They have played at this venue five other times, 2011, 2012, 2014, 2015, and 2016. Umphreys is always known to throw down here. Joel mentioned on his Twitter before the show that this was one of his favorite outdoor venues in the entire world. And I even mentioned to my husband the night before the show that there was no doubt that this was going to be a straight fire show, and it most certainly was. Starting out hot right away with a really seriously killer version of Dump City, a really big and we-are-ready-to-fucking-rock sort of way to open the show. And you can tell by the crowd reaction after that song that they are seriously ready to fucking go. Push and pull, then looks, seriously fucking jammed out. And if I'm not mistaken, this would be the first jammed out version of looks. I really love the direction that this song is taking. And I think it's interesting that people were, you know, seemed a little disappointed when they were going into this song. But after they jammed it out, I think it changed everybody's opinion. Excited to see if they continue to jam this one out. Um, I put this one on my Hall of Fame for sure. Um, Then Joel with a nice little piano solo to take it into Out of Order, also featuring a really sick jam. Slacker that has this jam in it that I really feel sounds like something that will eventually maybe have a lyrical stew thrown in and then maybe become the birth of some song down the road. Um, The Bayless solo in this as well is awesome. Just so good. Um, Example one, dedicated to Rob for his 300th show. That's very freaking impressive. This example one goes unfinished for now, only to go into Raymond. Serious, serious bust out. And I will admit, I know nothing about this song. So I did a little research and the song has been played a total of 50 times. And the last time it was played was 424 shows ago. Then they take this. The last time it was played was 424 shows ago on April 3rd, 2014. I'm really loving this song. The sweet, whimsical, almost romantic type jam in the beginning. Then going into a totally different type type of jam. And then Jake just shredding the end of the song before segueing seamlessly back into example one. So grateful that they busted that one out because otherwise it probably would have taken me a while to find 
find it. And the way that they segued seamlessly back into example one, it was just, it was beautiful. Um, next up, Roulette, dedicated to somebody's 100th show, although I couldn't quite figure out what Joel had said before they went into the song. Um, and I will say I'm very, very jealous about this because I have been chasing Roulette for ever, for the entire time that I've been seeing Umphreys because I've never seen that song live. So very, very jealous. Um, the last time Roulette was played, it was March of this year. And that's the first time that it has been played more than once a year since 2015. So I highly doubt that it will be played at any of the remaining shows that I am going to this year. So it looks like I'll have to hold out until 2019 to hear that one. I just love that song so much. Um, set closes out with Miss Tinkles. The breakdown and then the jam in this is just absolutely amazing. I mean... Really, this whole fucking show is fire. You cannot tell that they just crushed two nights of a festival. Just no signs of being tired at all. Then an almost 20-minute DBK to open the second set. Seriously, a really sick jam. Totally love the musical odyssey this tune always goes on. And I also love to see what songs they're going to sandwich in between this one. This jam in particular, I love the way how it goes a little dancey at one point and then it gets weird and spacey and then it goes back up to the rocking part of dbk with a bela solo before going right into cut the cable the og version which i know some people totally hate on but i really love it and honestly i think it is better than the version that's on similar skin. I'm probably going to get some shit for that, but that's how I feel. Um, I don't know what it is about that version. I just love it. Um, I did try to find out how many times the OG version has been played, um, but they were all lumped together on all things Umphreys, so um, I couldn't get an exact number, but I do know that the album version has been played more. Um, taking that tune right into the rocking end of DBK to close out that just absolutely delicious sandwich to start out the first set. I mean, wow. Um, next up, Mad Love, dedicated to Sinai, who flew all the way to Japan to be there. That's some serious, awesome shit. Like, I know that there are other shows that I've seen um, live stream that she's been there. I mean, that is very fucking cool. And no doubt she wins the award for most miles traveled to see Umphreys. I mean, that's just, that's some serious dedication. And that is very cool. Um, anyway, this tune is so amazing. The lyrics in this song, I just, they just hit me right in the heart. I could say that it's probably in my top five favorite Umphreys songs. The dueling guitars after the lyrical part when they're building up the song is just so beautiful and it fills me up with so much, so much excitement. And then when they're just done building it all up and it explodes into this amazing section, you just cannot help to just dance around and feel all the joy and the happiness and just kind of forget about all of the shit, you know, in your life. It's just amazing. Jake and Brendan just fucking shredding. It's just 
absolutely fucking beautiful. And the crowd after this song was just going absolutely nuts. And rightfully so. I mean, it was just so sick. And added this one to my Hall of Fame um, as well, of course. Um, Rock the Casbah by The Clash last played 86 shows ago on August 31st, 2017. Such a fun cover with Jake on lead vocals and then Chris and Andy just seriously fucking breaking it down. Like, holy shit. I just... It's so cool to see what is going on back there and more and more they're having that, you know, breakdown section in the show and having Chris and Andy really show what's going on. And I freaking love it. I think it is so, so awesome. They take that drum breakdown and then go into the triple wide with Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac teases in the beginning by Jake, a cover that I totally love that they do. One of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs, but this was only a tease, unfortunately. And they've only covered Rhiannon twice in 2003 and 2015. And I was lucky enough to cover the one in 2015 at the Ravinia in Chicago. So good. Um, I will actually link that in the show notes so you can definitely uh, give that a listen because it was really good. Um, This triple wide is just fucking sick. Just a serious dance party and features a little stairway to heaven tease in there from Jake. And again, after this one, the crowd is just fucking loving it. And the band is just totally loving the energy too. So, so good. Triangle tear. Love, love, love how much this song has matured in a short amount of time. A really amazing and emotional August to close out the second set. This one features this absolutely amazing opening jam. Seriously, the first five minutes are just this beautiful, beautiful music. And then another seriously fucking rocking jam. Joel just straight killing it. And then back into the lyrics and this really lovely and romantic Bela solo. This song is just another really great set closer as well. You know, just all the feelings that come with it and you know the crowd just totally loves it too and this show you could just hear the energy when you listen back to it you know the crowd the band just everything Louisville fucking loves Umphreys and it seems that that is one of the places to definitely make sure that you see them I mean it's just this show was just so good um, the encore was 1348 with a little jam before um, perhaps a little tease of something. Um, although I couldn't recognize it, it did sound familiar to me, but I couldn't place it. And there was not anything on All Things I'm Free, so I'm not sure. Um, maybe somebody can figure it out and let me know because that would be awesome. Um, then this slides right into the Alibaba Sahini original Soul Food 2, laying down some serious fucking funk and good times. Jake is rapping. Chris is laying down some sweet vocals. Bayless is shredding. Joel is killing it again. Just so much fun. And then going into the back end of 1348 to jam the fuck out of the end of this just really amazing fucking stellar show. I will make sure to put the link to the set list for this show and where you can give it a listen because you're definitely going to want to check this one out.
Okay, so on this day, September 4th, 2009, the band played at the Mish Amphitheater in Bellevue, Colorado. I'm not going to say the whole name because I'm going to completely butcher it. Um, they only played at this venue one other time, July 18th, 2003, and they've not been back to play there since this show we're discussing in 2009. Um, this show, I think, is just absolutely fucking killer. It opens with Snake Juice, an intro that has not been played since 2015. So when I heard the show um, opened with it, I had to actually look it up because it's been, you know, almost four years since they've played it the last time. So I couldn't remember um, what it was called. I'm still honestly still trying to decipher all the the titles for the intros. I definitely get those (laughs) mixed up from time to time. Um, Turn and Run, love this song too, and Jake just absolutely, it's just nuts on the guitar at the end of this song, and Joel starts tinkling around in the keys to take it to this beautiful end of the road, just such a seriously uplifting tune. I know that that song, for me personally, and I know other people that I have talked to about that song, it just helps when you're going through like difficult shit in your life and you need to listen to some music to kind of like get through it. That's a song that really does it for me. Um, and I love that about music. Um, you know, that's something that my friends and I talk about a lot. Um, how, you know, everybody listening to it can just have this, this feeling in this moment and, You know, I've talked about it in interviews, too, and I'm sure that everybody listening um, has had an experience like that at at some show or another. So just love that version. It's so beautiful. Um, Anyway, so back to this on this day. Um, Then this absolutely amazing version of Wappy. um, I think I mentioned it earlier in the show. This, I feel like, is probably the best version of Wappy. I've listened to it at least 10 times. I can't get enough of it. The jam that happens before they get into the lyrics of this song, just everything about this almost 20 minute version. And it's just the absolute best fucking dancey jam. It just continues to go on this musical adventure before building up so huge to go into the powerful ending with the lyrics. It's just so, so good. All Things Unfreeze does mention that this version features a land of confusion by Genesis Tease. And like I mentioned, I've listened to this version a couple of times and I did not hear it. Um, but that doesn't mean that of course that it's not in there. Um, and thank you so much. Before we go further, I just want to say thank you to Josh from Umfreaks Anonymous for suggesting this show um, and this Wappy in particular because he was absolutely correct in his recommendation. This is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, so they take that Wappy and slide it right into this just beautiful out of order. FF, dedicated to the kid in the front row, as Bayless calls him, the future leader of the free world. 
All right, Bayless. <laughs> um, then this one just gets super funky and goes right back into the lyrics and then goes into this rocking jam at about the halfway point and then goes into a really slow kind of ambient jam and then going into an over 15 minute plunger. It's just, this show is just amazing. So about four minutes into this plunger, it breaks down into this jam odyssey. And it goes on to this whole amazing adventure. And it gets a little weird and kind of spacey for a minute. And then goes back into plunger. It's just amazing. This killer set closes out with Blackwater by the Doobie Brothers. The band has covered that song um, a total of 46 times, the most recent being March 8th, 2018. This song is just a great one for them to cover, and if you've not heard them do it before, um, definitely make sure you stick around um, at the end of the show to hear this whole first set. The rest of the show is really amazing, too. The second set includes Much Obliged with a really nice little jam and Bela solo and also features a Jimmy Stewart with lyrics that would later become the song Pop-Tart that would then go on to be titled No Comment. I love that song and I love how it has progressed and come along over the years. I was actually at the show that All Things Unfreeze considers the first time um, that it was played, March 4th, 2010, at the Town Ballroom in Buffalo. It's such a such a cute little song. I don't want to say cute. Maybe that's not the right word. <laughs> um, but I just love that tune, and I love how it's you know really gone from just that lyrical stew in there to you know an actual song. So. Love that so much. Jake just shreds this fucking song and they jam out the end of that into Last Man Swerving right into Miss Tinkles. And that one has got a fucking killer jam too. Spires, Thin Air, Into Kimball, Back Into Thin Air. Just, it's just absolutely fucking delicious. Then an unfinished DBK to close out the second set. That was fucking sick too. Encore with Ride on Pony and the conclusion of that DBK to close out this seriously just amazing show. Um, and like I said, I did want to give a shout out again to Josh from Umfreaks Anonymous for this recommendation of a show. Seriously, just overall, absolutely amazing, of course, because they always throw down in Colorado. Lots of fucking insane jams and just absolutely amazing. Um, I will put the set list for this show in the show notes so that you can look at it more closely. And the first set of this show will be played right now.
It's fucking great to be in Colorado, people. Nice to see so many old faces. Thank you guys for coming out.
Thank you guys so much. This place is so cool. I dedicate this song to this little man here in the front row. He's the future leader of the free world. He doesn't, he doesn't realize it yet, but...
Thank you guys for your beautiful signs. They're very thoughtful. Our mothers would be proud. Thank you guys for your beautiful signs. They're very thoughtful. Our mothers would be proud.